Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Falcons, those we head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Welcome in our buddy, Joe Patrick. Joe, how are you? Uh, Chris, I'm doing good. Today is like Christmas. It's, you know, everything you could want as a sports fan. You've got, obviously... Some amazing college football today with it all kind of getting kicked off. And then you've got Atlanta United still to come. Braves with a huge game against the Dodgers still to come tonight. This is the best. Uh, maybe the only thing that can make it better would be football on Sundays, but um, we'll get that next weekend. Yeah, and uh, a well-deserved day off from Falcons for you as well. All right, so yeah, let's, let's start with um, obviously the initial 53-man roster comes out. They make some changes and tweaks, bring in a couple of the new guys, a couple of offensive linemen. Just give me your overall view of the guys that they kept, the guys that they let go of, and where things stand right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's kind of what we have been talking about for so long in this training camp where Arthur Smith said at the very beginning that it was going to be a difficult roster to make. And the reason what, because of that was because you have players that you sign in free agency for big money. Um, you have a more set uh, uh, team of guys that you know are going to be the core pieces for the Falcons this year, as opposed to the last couple of years where this team has been dealing with all kinds of cap troubles and trying to bring in guys on the cheap who can make it, maybe make an impact. And you have guys fighting for spots, but not so much the case here, but overall, you know, it's a big team. I think that's the, that's the overarching thing. It's not like we, that's something we didn't know, but um, it's just striking. Like this Falcons offense, especially when you just look at all the weapons, uh, it's funny. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Arthur Smith kind of tongue in cheekily said, uh, "You know, don't call me like a heightist or like <laughs> like like I'm, I'm against short people." But um, even even Desmond Ritter said it in that scrimmage against Miami. He said uh, after he threw a touchdown pass to John Fitzpatrick, it was, uh, you know, they're too bleeping small. And uh, that's just I think the kind of the the attitude that this Falcons offense has, and the defense is just fully loaded with all this veteran talent that we hope is going to really help them kind of elevate and finally become one of the formidable defenses in the NFL this year, which I certainly think they had the potential to be. So there, there's really interesting things happening on both sides of the ball. Now, I didn't realize Parker Hesse had such a big fan club. Um, yeah. I know it was a little <laughs> bit of a shock that he didn't make the initial 53, but were you surprised yeah. by the overwhelming reaction there? Um, no, I wasn't, actually. The reason being is because he just he, like, he played more snaps than anybody on the Falcons offense last year outside of the quarterbacks and offensive linemen. Like, it was just because he was so used, I think, is why um, people were so surprised to see him not make the initial 53. Having said that, in retrospect, I think, you know, I think it was purely down to the fact that it was just a way for them to keep John Fitzpatrick, a, a guy who's a more has a lot more potential, a lot more upside as the your prototype tight end, and you can get Parker Hesse back because the reason that he's on the field so much is just because he's basically like a sixth offensive lineman who knows the offense really well and has a very specific role, especially in Arthur Smith's offense, doing so much pre-snap motion uh, in the way that Arthur Smith like, and likes to actually use Parker Hesse to gain advantages 
in the running game. So I think that that's the main reason why. But I honestly wouldn't even be surprised if we actually see him suiting up against the play against the Panthers this weekend because of what they can do with practice squad elevations. And I, I, I do think that he is still uh, seen as a relatively important player for Arthur Smith. I do think he's going to – uh, his offense is going to look different this year with the amount of pieces that they have, and they're going to be using more like, you know, high high profile like skill guys, which I don't think you'd qualify Parker Hesse as a, a skill guy, even though he technically is. Uh, but I think that you know he presents something that a lot of these other guys don't. So when it comes to the offensive line, they brought in a couple of guys. Uh, Prince being the number one there, a guy that started in a Super Bowl at right tackle. I mm-hmm. mean, what do you make of that move there? Where could he fit in on this team? I think it's definitely a trial run. That's kind of how I, I, I would I would look at this right now. He was on that uh, Super Bowl team. Um, it was a Super Bowl, a Bengals Super Bowl team that kind of had a notoriously bad offensive line that got them there. Joe Burrow was getting hit all the time, and I think Isaiah Prince was was one of the reasons why, perhaps, um, that they struggled so much in that area. But you know, he has a lot of things going for him. He's got basically the ideal size that you want out of a tackle, and he has experience playing on both sides when you go back to his history in college at Ohio State. So, you know, he's got a lot of things going for him, but he's basically going to have to do at least one thing well. He's either got to be able to protect the passer or he's got to be able to run run block in the, the, this wide zone scheme that the Falcons love to run. And specifically the run blocking, I think, is going to be more important considering that his job will probably be, like, as a swing tackle where he'll be on the field with the other tackles as well and some jumbo packages. So I think it's going to be a trial run. We'll see if it works out. But I think that there's, there's a lot of potential with this kind of player. Talking all things Falcons with our buddy Joe Patrick here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, the quarterback room, they decide to keep all three. What would you make of that? Yeah, I actually was not surprised with that either. I know it was a bit of a kind of controversy, some of the debating, you know, talking point that we were discussing in the lead up to the to the roster reveal. But I always just felt like Arthur Smith, the way he talked about Logan Woodside throughout training camp, it was about as flowery as uh, as Arthur will get about a player, especially a reserve player who doesn't have a ton of experience in the league, but. I just thought that he did things so well. And, you know, some of the things that really stand out to you throughout the training camp when you're looking at a quarterback is, is, is can he just run the offense? And I, when, you would, when you invest so much time and effort in training camp into getting a quarterback to where Logan, Logan Woodside is, it would be like – it would feel brutal to then expose him to waivers and see him get picked up and you would have to basically restart that process all over – with somebody else and somebody who doesn't have as much experience in Arthur Smith's offense as Logan Woodside does going back to when he he was in Tennessee. So I think for that reason, you saw the Falcons really value him, but also on the field, you know, in, in training camp, you would see him like really um, demanding things out of his receivers on the field. There was one particular incident where Penny Hart kind of, you know, celebrated after a play where they were running some two minute offense and they actually ran out of time and Logan Woodside really got into him. But then after practice, Logan Woodside took responsibility and said it was on him and it, it was, they just weren't able to execute. So I think those are the kinds of things that Arthur Smith likes to see in his quarterback. And then obviously just knowing, knowing the system and being ready to play if he, you know, knock on wood is ever needed when the other two guys get hurt. I was a little surprised they didn't keep one more true running back on the roster. Did that surprise you as well? Yeah, it did, actually. Uh, I actually had Godwin Igwebike uh, making my roster on my projected 53. Um, so I was, I was a little bit surprised. I do wonder if, you know, it doesn't look like, you know, they haven't put anybody on IR yet. Now there's still time going into next week, but um, we'll see if, if they do play someone on IR, that player will be out for four weeks minimum, but then they would be able to add somebody else to the roster. And so we'll see. 
I, you would be shocked if Godwin Ikuwabike does not take a carry for the Falcons this year. I mean, it was kind of a similar thing. There's always a running back on that practice squad, like Caleb Huntley was last year, who was going to get elevated at some point because the position is brutal. And, you know, the Falcons had Porter Patterson this in time last year. He's an older player. That could very well happen again this year, and I'm sure the Falcons will be very careful with him uh, when they can. And so I would still expect him to make the roster, but I'm with you. I'm just a little bit surprised they didn't kind of want to beef up that the numbers in that position, especially considering you think the Falcons are going to be, you know, really using using their backs quite a bit in Arthur Smith's offense. So you mentioned the tight end room a little bit earlier. I want to ask you about that because I've heard some things, some rumblings and rumors about guys like Jonu Smith and Michael Pruitt potentially playing a little bit more of an H-back type role. I didn't realize that was part of those guys' repertoire. Is that something you foresee happening? You know, so that's exactly why I think that this team still values Parker Hesse. Not to take the conversation back, and I'll, I'll steer it back, but, I, you know, Parker Hesse, like, to me, that's an H-back. Like, that's a back who you're using, you're kind of moving him around pre-snap, and he's re- really doing a lot of blocking. And to me, I think that those other two players are going to be, maybe they will be used. It'll be interesting to see if, Arthur Smith kind of is able to make that H-back position that Parker has he played last year, if he'll be able to do some different things with that role and make them a more dynamic pass catcher, because certainly, you know, John Smith is, is a dynamic athlete. Uh, Michael Pruitt showed that he's got a great rep- uh, you know, rapport with Desmond Ritter and can do some things, um, both catching the ball in the red zone and then also running after the catch. And so you would think that you would want to get those players in some more advantageous positions than you know, what Parker Hesse was really in last year, which was a lot of check downs and things like that when he was even going out in routes. So I think there will be probably some variation, some some evolution to this offense and that position really might be one to look at because you do get the feeling that the Falcons are still going to want to remain in a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. So it will be either John Smith or Michael Pruitt out there alongside Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I just find that fascinating. It was Those are two players who obviously Michael came here last year and burst onto the scene and, Jonu Smith has been in the league for a while, and I just don't recall either of those mm. players really serving that type of role on the offense. They were always more traditional tight ends, line up either right. you know next to the tackle or even line them up out wide. And, Get them uh, vertical, yeah. Yeah, it was just interesting to hear that theory being floated out. All right, so next, so next week, even if we chat on Saturday, I do want to ask you this now because it is something that I think every Falcon fan is just chomping at the bit to know. In your best projection, what type of game plan are we looking at for Carolina, for Desmond Ritter, and the offense? For the offense, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be more impressive than what people are thinking, actually, in their mind. I, 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 I've heard it kind of floated that the team is going to um, just, you know, continue to do what they did last year, run the ball. Obviously, you've got a really strong room there. You've basically got the same running back room last year that was one of the best running offenses in football because you – and John Robinson is one of the most talented players in that position in the NFL, even as a rookie. Um, but, you know, something that has, I, I can't stop thinking about, Chris, is something that Arthur Smith said when, when some, a reporter uh, earlier in training camp mentioned that the team actually led the NFL in passing attempts the year before last year with Matt Ryan, when, you were still de- when that was the strength of your team and you were throwing it around. And Arthur Smith said that was a good question, and he's one of the, he's one of the first media members he's heard that's brought up that fact uh, because the team really seemed to you know, fall into such an identity, which was successful for them last year with the running on the ground. But just the way he answered that question makes me think that he maybe has a little bit more something up his sleeve that he, that he's going to want to 
really try to uh, – I, I think he, teams will basically game plan against the Falcons if they are going to be as run-heavy as they were last year. I think that Arthur Smith thinks that he can find some advantages if the team catches those opponents out and, and is not and is, is more dynamic uh, with the ball. And I would also say that I think Desmond Ritter, for as much questions as there are about what he's going to be able to do for this team – you look at you know at what Marcus Mariota did this preseason. It get, you get the feeling that he may have been the worst starting quarterback in the NFL last year. And I think that people are really underrating Desmond Ritter what he can do with these weapons offensively compared to what this team was doing last year, just because they haven't seen it yet. So I'm still personally very optimistic, and I think that this offense is going to be really interesting and one of the more fun ones to watch in the NFL. Yeah, that one series we got, Joe. He looked pretty good, but it was one series. All right, my friend. Thank you, as always. Enjoy the college football, the baseball, and the soccer tonight. Thank you, Chris. I will do that. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.